So, you know, Sega's been doing this monthly thing. They're they're trying to introduce a new thing each month, and they are still trying. I felt like that they were going to already run out of steam, uh, but I think I think they've they managed a decent one this time. So, everybody remember Segata Sanshiro? Uh, how could we forget? We named a podcast after him. Yes. Yes, the man that judo throws people and they explode. He trains with a gigantic Sega Saturn. The only man conceivably capable of going one-on-one with Chuck Norris and winning. Yep. And, you know, a man who can wrestle missiles and, yeah... You know, all-around awesomeness. So is Sanjiro back? Is he risen I, from the grave like the burning phoenix he is, full of the burning vigor to help us in these dark times? Unfortunately, he himself has not. However, one of his sons has risen in his place. I, I, I have a simple question for you, Henry. Um, How many fools does this son ruin Christmas for for not getting a Sega Genesis in this trailer? Unfortunately, we have yet to see him truly destroy anybody yet. So far, he's just confusing people? That's not my Sagata Senshiro, just saying that right now. I mean, Sagata Senshiro had that ability, too. He would say things, people would be like, what? Huh? What? And that seems to be the only power so far the sun is showing. Now, the, the sun does is wearing his karate gi as a sort of drape, as a sort of, like, cloak at the moment. So there is there is that there, but... Do you think we'll get, like, a DBZ-style power-up where he, like, goes from, like, scrawny dude to buff dude? I super hope that. That'd be awesome. All we've seen so far is he he's... Well, for one thing, he looks... he He's definitely not as buff as they got mm. to Sanjiro, unfortunately. However, that does give him a lot of room there again to grow, in a certain sense. And I hope he finds a way to explode people very quickly. As long as it's not him yelling yata at people, I'll be okay with it. Yeah, that's definitely not happening here. He is only puzzling people, but this is the, I think this, hopefully this was just a sort of a taster. A sort of introduction. Hey, this guy is his son. but. They need to introduce him actually doing things that would say, this is definitely the son of Segato Sanchiro. There's gotta be some explosion throws. Or something explosions. Explosion. I'm just saying. Hello and welcome to Wicked Awesome Cast episode 196. Coming to you pre-recorded from uh, a nondescript location in social isolation, because I want to really cement this intro and point in time, because these are the times we're living through right now and podcasting through. Uh, we are the Bioshock weirdly specific audio recordings of the future. Yeah. Dear, dear future collectors, please do not try to gleam anything useful from this podcast. It's about video games and other stuff. We will not lead you to hidden loot or and or Adam. Uh, so we... Uh... A little bit of an upgrade here, just to make ourselves safe during this uh, time. We are actually broadcasting from our own independent little small bunkers that have been tailored to our specific needs as to help us not go crazy. My bunker is actively siphoning air out of Alex's bunker. Uh, this is confirmed. 
Yes. Yeah. I've decided so, I need more air than Alex does. So, uh, Charlie's Bunker consists of siphoning my air, plus various exotic meats uh, that are available in jerky form along the walls, and uh, posters of metal. So, this is Charlie's Bunker. Henry's Bunker is taking a lighter approach. He has various mangas and animes. I picture Henry's up in like a treehouse in isolation, but it's not like it, it wasn't a bunker originally. It's just like it was a treehouse up in nature where it's like, oh, I guess something bad's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I picture very, various mangas and animes of uh, unique flavor. Nicknamed the, the Weeb Shack. No, I'm not calling him a weeb. I'm simply adding things that he likes, and I know you like torturing me. That's why you were siphoning my air. It's true. Yeah. And uh, my bunker consists of Charlie siphoning my air and a brick wall that I can keep running into that's labeled World of Warcraft. Because that's and it's slowly it filling with spiders and other arachnids. Yeah. So. Just like yes. Alice's life. <laughs> it's funny, we got another tarantula on the way. Dear God. <laughs> Will this one have a stinger or this one's still going to shoot you in the face? Uh, I don't know yet. But Fair enough. We'll Will this see. one glow in the dark? I don't know, but at this point, if the COVID don't get me, one of these things will. That's fair. Uh, good things to aspire to, I suppose. Living long <laughs> enough for, their, for your pets to get you. But yes, welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 196. I'm obviously Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak Undivided, joined by my fellow hosts and or whatever the fuck your titles are at this point in social isolation. Uh. Henry, a.k.a. Nomad Har, a.k.a. Kraken Zero, and Alex, a.k.a. Mave Online, a.k.a. that weird bullshit meme thing he thought was real fun and named a bunch of characters after and keeps making increasingly creepy pictures of. Talk about your berries and cream, dude, Alex. Welcome to the Thunderdome. Pause! The pause is dude, so I've good! Been... <laughs> Not ironically, I have been keeping a um like journal through all of this, a to keep track of whatever symptoms I got going on to keep track of my supplies, but also like just to keep myself mentally sane. And it reads like I'm talking to myself, which is a whole other type of mental dysfunction we're not gonna go into here. But I definitely wrote like last night or the other or the night before. Dare I make a pun? Alex might hear this and or read this someday. Yeah. If, if, if the question you're asking yourself is, should I make a pun? The answer always is yes. No, it's, it's, the answer is no. It, it, yes. Just, uh, just, just let you know, it's a, it's a good move. And for those of you out there, if you're uh, quarantined or stay at home, the people around you, the thing they love more than anything else are for you to make puns over and over. Trust Alex, the whole COVID-19 situation is testing enough relationships. Let's not throw your just terrible advice onto that. Here's what I'm saying. If you can make it through the whole work-at-home thing and make all the puns, your relationship's going to make it. it. It will survive. You will be good. Or you're stuck in the same place as another person and can't leave and you have no choice. I Go for the <laughs> Yes, welcome. We hope this podcast brings you some levity in these increasingly bizarre and complicated and down times. <laughs> Our patented brand of jackassery hopefully enter entertains still. But yes! Welcome to the podcast. 
Who wants to who wants to say what they've been up to this week? I suspect me and Henry have not been up to much. Um, I I guess I can go first. Are we gonna talk about Tiger King? Oh, we're talking Tiger King. We're talking sure. Tiger King. We're talking nice. fucking Tiger King. Do oh, you want to save that for after, or should we just get right in? Have you also watched Tiger King, Henry? I've I saw it. I don't know. I'm uh. It's okay not to enjoy Tiger King. Uh, Jen did also also did not enjoy Tiger King because. She's just like, I can't fucking deal with this given what's going on right now. I'm like, I understand. I need to bask in the Florida-ness of it. Thing is, though, it's not primarily based in Florida. Uh, okay, so have you ever been to Florida outside of Extra Life? Uh, I have not. Okay, so the thing, so you've been to Orlando. That's not the true mm-hmm. Florida. That's like going to, I, I, I'm not going like to San Diego and saying, oh, I've been to California. You've been to a very specific part. Of California mm. at that point. Mm. Which isn't not a version of California, but it's not really California. Uh, Florida, as I have often professed, has been, it's as much as it is, yes, legally a state, it is also a pocket dimension that runs parallel to all of America that, like, you can accidentally fall into at random points. Like, it's like, it's got like a, a, thir- a one third or like a 33% overlap with our real dimension. And you can just kind of find yourself in the Florida zone by accident. And that's where most of this movie takes place. The Florida that happens in Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, you don't even have to... Alright, so I, being as a person that's actually from Oklahoma, Joe Exotic is pretty much like, yep, that's, that's, Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, no, that's no, no, no. Oklahoma. That's very Oklahoma. I only use this bizarre metaphor to explain to people where it's like, I don't think of weird batshit stuff happening in Oklahoma, and I'm like, oh, it does. It happens everywhere. You're just used to thinking of it as Florida, so therefore Florida's a state of mind, not just a place. But yeah, it's like, for those of us actually from Oklahoma, it's just like, yep, that, that checks out. That seems pretty much a very Oklahoma thing. Yep. Holy shit, in so many ways. Uh, for, for those not familiar with uh, Tiger King, it's the story of uh, Mr. Joe Exotic. Yes, it is his legal name at this point, as far as I can tell. Who? Uh, it's Joe Mandela. He took his he took his second husband. Oh, I didn't realize that happened. He'll always be Joe Exotic to me because it's the right name for that man. Uh, it's <laughs> it's so as someone who kind of has worked parallel to the zoo world, I'm actually familiar with Mr. Joe Exotic before, prior to this coming out, but like. It is a it is a tale of um, guns, rednecks, gay cowboys, tiger breeding, sex cults, true what the fuckness, animal activism, murder for hire, and that woman totally fed her ex husband to a to her large cats and or oh, yeah. he was involved in some real shady ass shit. I don't know what. Yeah. Carol Carol killed her fucking. I'm not willing to go that far because like, if you take a step back and look at the kind of stuff they let on the table, like either that happened or like he got killed by a cartel. Like those are the only two possibilities of what happened. I really think it's the cats, but like the other option of pushed out of a plane he was illegally flying also makes way too much sense. Yeah. No. Every time they interview Carol, I see the deadness in her eyes, and I just assume that she did. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I assume she did it too, but I'm willing to kind of, like, for the sake of legal wiggle room, 
say it might have not been. It probably was, but... (laughs) Fair enough. But yeah, so it's actually... I don't know if you guys knew this, but man, one of the things Mandy liked before she did Red Piles was Big Cat. Yeah. actually thought about working at like a cat sanctuary thing at some point. None of the ones involved in the show, mind But, um... So it's funny because um, she was telling me like it's interesting how the big cat community like that kind of intersects with like the reptile community. Mm. And oddly enough, and I think you're going to like this, Charlie, Henry, um, there are a few people who pop up briefly in the show who Mandy not only knows, but has them on their Facebook because what? they're involved in the, in the reptile community. Yes. Oh, yeah. So no. she's, well, she's seen some people on that show. She's like, holy shit, I know that guy. Well, so because, you may have like, missed the little mention they made of that. At the start of the first video, they mentioned that they only found out about Joe Exotic because they were investigating kind of the underground world of reptile uh, trading. Yeah. Oh no, I'm well aware of the overlap on that one. I did not know Mandy at one point thought about going into Big Cats. I'm really glad she didn't because the world of Big Cats is far more fucked up than the reptile one. Like, So that's the crazy thing too. This movie consists of what? Three, four people tops? These aren't the weirdos. These aren't all the weirdos out there. Like, Unless you're like a state-run zoo or like a city-run zoo, there's probably some of this nightmare fuel going on. Yeah. So, but the fact that, like, she recognized a few people, and she's yeah. like, you see that guy right there in that clip right there? I'm like, yeah. She's like, we're friends on Facebook. I've worked with him before as far as some of the Reptile Show stuff. Like, <laughs> and I just thought that was funny. And then we watched more of the episode, and all the crazy shit happens. And, like, I just have to look at Mandy, and she's like, she just gives me this look like, yeah, nope, this is peak white folk. Like... No, no, this isn't peak white folk. This is beyond peak white folk. This is white folk that have enough money to get into, like, aggressively specific hobbies that, like, I I have a group chat going on right now that we've all been obsessed with uh, Tiger King, and, like, at one point we were just like, so Joe Exotic obviously fucks these tigers, right? We're like, he obviously fucks these tigers, and no one could debate that. We're like, no, this is this is a confirmed fact based on this footage. Yeah. This man engages in bestiality. Maybe not, like, true bestiality, but, like, dude has jerked it to these cats before in person. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just waiting for the country song to come out that talks about it. Yeah. So. But, yeah, it's just, oh, holy shit. Yeah, it's, uh. So, it's Beauty and the Beast, then. Oh, no, no. Uh, it's <laughs> like it's Beauty I, and the you, Beast. If like the Beast was this tragic hero, where it's like I, I just want to go to a real castle and be alone, and Belle was this like weird hillbilly redneck gun-toting asshole who's like, Nah, you're gonna stay here. I'm gonna make a bunch of babies out of you, and now I'm gonna make a bunch of weirdos pet them for money. And then when they get two of them, I'm going to ship them off to other places. I'm going to have weird flare-ups of regret that I kept monkeys apart towards the end of this docuseries. I think you were mistaking who I was calling Beauty and who I was calling the Beast. Aye, but anyway. So, so this... <laughs> the better way to describe this is if you take Beauty and the Beast, you subtract all the Disney flaring and cleaning up, Bring it back to the Grimm's fairy tales genre, and then you sprinkled meth on top. Mm. 
a generous dose of it meth. is you know such what? Just, a... just really pack it on you like, finished i assume fistfuls. alex right not yet uh, okay have, so like maybe one or two episodes the left. series gets so fucking weird by the end that when they finally bring up the topic of meth i'm like oh yeah i hadn't even thought that meth might be involved in this at this point yeah this makes it all make a little more sense yep yeah no they uh they they talked about meth actually in like maybe the third episode that like one of joe's husbands uh one of Joe's husbands uh, was big on meth. Yeah, I, it's surprise. But it's one of those ones where, like, it, it's the show also is Oklahoma. I, but like, it's one of those ones where the show is so weird when they inject the meth content into it. You're like, oh yeah, I guess this makes sense. This was happening. It doesn't change anything at all. You're still like, man, the meth does not explain the rest of this weirdness. <laughs> but I have to say though, and like, this has been my favorite thing from this all this is how joe exotic got his husband so so when he the first guy he had met he wasn't gay yeah. least that's what he says and even now like afterward like he's just, just not gay like, I get to the end but, of the series there's an episode where it's just him talking about how many of the female employees he fucking railed while he was still married yeah. to joe like it's yeah it's but true hill he's by. But it's funny because the way Joe convinces him is like, okay, so you say you're not gay. You watch porn, right? Like, yeah. Would you prefer to watch the guy with the big dick fuck the girl or the guy with the small dick fuck the girl? And he's like, well, the guy with the big dick. He's like, oh, there you go. You ain't straight. And it's like, the guy's like, okay, it makes sense to me. Now we're getting married. What the fuck? He likely just <laughs> realized that the guy is probably bi but doesn't want to. Well, being also in Oklahoma is is not exactly uh, you're not exactly raised to be to not necessarily raised to recognize what it means to be gay or bi. So well, I'll I'll throw it, that out there too. It, you this also is, realize that like these these guys that are like big on that show are super fucking predatory. Like it's so fitting that these people are big into big like exotic cats and shit, considering. Like, lions keep several mates, and it's just one alpha. The know. number of cults these people accidentally started is ridiculous. Oh, it's, it's, dude. I, okay, as somebody who's from Oklahoma, I would love to have you watch it and give us your insight, Henry. You can borrow my Netflix. Like, if you don't have Netflix, you can borrow it. Like, I just, you know, I, I want your perspective because you, you're from Oklahoma. See, I haven't watched the documentary. I just know of the man and kind of... You know of the man. And, and the things around him. Because he's kind of been well-known in Oklahoma yeah. for a while now. I mean, it's not yeah. like this thing popped up for like a year ago. It's It's been around for a while he's now. He's been well-known in the zoo community for a while, too. Like, he is a, like... He's a problem because it's like, he's not doing anything necessarily wrong from a zoo standpoint. But also, yeah, he is. In, yeah, it's, but it also, I think, and I think this is kind of a, you know, very much a side note to that is, he also kind of exposes why maybe zoos aren't such a great yep. thing to begin with. Or why most I think zoos that's aren't why, a great thing, yeah. And that's kind of also why, I don't know, I think why he's, he gets flack from the zoo community, because 
Um, he also reveals why maybe zoos aren't such a great thing after all. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like all zoos are not created equal. Like, there's a there's a wide no, schism in no. the zoo world. Yeah, like some of them are like, yeah, we've taken in these animals that would not survive on their own in the wild because this one is missing a leg and this one like is blind in one eye and like they wouldn't survive otherwise or they're so endangered that we're just trying to get them to mate. So or you know, or there's these this particular thing is so numerous we aren't really particularly worried about them dying out so i mean it's but some zoos are just really predatory and i think he just kind of shines a light on making people kind of think about hmm zoos are weird aren't they oh yeah they're super weird so yeah uh, just this this whole fucking show has just been like okay like my my favorite thing though has been been people putting together the casting list of who would if they ever made a real movie about like Joe Exotic who would play who and some of the picks they have for that have been fucking. And I think what people are missing is the point where like if you pitch this as a movie you'd never get it made because the script for it would read like just the most insane non like nonsensical bullshit. It's the fact this is a docu series where it's like, no, no, this is real. That makes it work. Like you could never make a movie out of this. It would be terrible because it would just be too unrealistic. Bullshit. Get me the Coen Brothers. They can well, get away with making this fucking movie. All right, so I'll just throw this in here, and this is another well-known thing. The thing is, it's like what he's doing it wasn't even unique for Oklahoma. Yeah, no. Have you, have you, uh, you've probably never heard of this, but people in Oklahoma will know what I'm talking about, Arbuckle Wilderness. I know Arbuckle Wilderness. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's the thing, it's like, what he's doing isn't even unique within Oklahoma. So, that's, that's the thing, it's like, and, but Arbuckle Wilderness, for some weird reason, is seen as totally legit, even though it's just as fucking weird. Just, just saying. So, yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a thing. Like, it's Oklahoma. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, Arbuckle Wilderness is pretty weird. Do your best at explaining Arbuckle Wilderness, because I suspect Alex would get a kick out of what the fuck that thing is. All right, so it's it's basically a zoo, but you can drive through it. It's a drive-through safari, as they describe it. Okay. It's... Yeah, I mean, you could drive and, like, be up close to a lot of things that you probably shouldn't be that close to. Some things, it's just like, you know, alpacas and cows, they're not going to kill you. They're they're unlikely, highly unlikely to kill you. Neither will giraffes. Yeah, they have giraffes, too. They just can walk up to your car. And they also, but they also have, like, bison, where bison will destroy you. Yeah, this is the... This is the thing that every couple years a picture of, like, a bison ramming a minivan comes out of, or, like, an elephant sitting on the hood of a car. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. So, yeah. It's it's a thing. It's a it's an entire thing, and it's... Yeah. It's... It exists, and... It's... It's open during the day, and... Yeah, they have a gift shop. I've been there. I mean, I can talk about it personally. Yeah, I've been to it too. I've been through it when I was a kid. It's in Davis, Oklahoma. It's wild as a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a drive-through safari. Mm. 
And like I said, some of the stuff they have is just like, yeah, it's just deer and weird deer. <laughs> it's like called some of the things. But yeah, but it also has things like bison. Yeah, there's no predators just... in the park, if I remember correctly, but like it's stuff that could totally destroy your car if you weren't careful. But it's also uh... like assholes feeding like uh zebras french fries and shit like that too. Yeah. <laughs> and they're getting attacked in their car because the zebra wanted the rest of the french fries. Yep. <laughs> um I they used to have things like tigers. Yeah. But I don't know if they do anymore. Uh with the cougars also exist in Oklahoma, but I don't know if they keep cougars either. I mean, you'll you will find mountain lions in Oklahoma. That is a thing that's native. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones where Alex, you've grown up in a state, you've lived almost your entire life in states that understand maybe you shouldn't pet baby tigers, like the yep. the, the whole cub petting thing they talk about in uh, Tiger King is a real thing in most flyover states. Oh, like, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Would you do anything else this week, Alex? Um. <laughs> Well, I've been working because I am IT, so getting everything up and running for people to be able to work from home has been a huge fucking debacle. Um, that being said, though, this week coming up, I finally get to start working from home half the day. Congrats. Or halfway, half during the week, so. Congrats. We still need to support people in the office. So I am uh, two days in the office, two days at home. Um, but yeah. It's pretty nice. I know, like, our phone people have been working nonstop to try to get, like, voice over IP phones we can take home that would be able to bounce it to our server. So if someone was to call my extension, it would ring here in my office at home. So, <laughs> um, which is kind of sweet. Thank you, technology. Um, yeah, and I've got all my, you know, I've got my work laptop, plus I can VPN into my desktop at work. So I've got all my bases covered, and I'm very happy with that. That being said, the number of people, like, this is not a critique on, on, on my coworkers. Not like my personal coworkers, but the people that we serve, um, which is other employees at the company, um, that buy personal computers and then have no idea how to use them mm. is disturbing. Uh, we've had, so, so we had a customer call and they were trying to get, uh, we set up a VPN tool that uses remote desktop to connect into your computer at work. So that mm -hmm. way you can use your home computer to connect and do that. So yeah. had someone call, they were trying to get it working. Um, first of all, zoom has been phenomenal during this whole process. And we've I been, have never heard of that program prior to this. And now everyone's fucking talking about it. The best part about it is if you go check the stock numbers on it, the day they started doing work at home shit, it literally is a straight line up. Huh. Like it's, Fucking I wish I had invested. Yeah, it literally shot up. But yeah, anyway. Um, so uh, we've been using that to kind of, because if you're outside of our normal intranet, we can't connect to you. We can't remote in. We can't really follow along. So we've been using Zoom to kind of do remote session stuff for people who are working from home. Um, <clears throat> we had someone who called in. Uh, I remoted into their computer to take a look and see why they couldn't connect. And I was like, this UI looks a little odd, but it doesn't look like a Mac. Are they running something different? And so I bring up the system profile and they are running Windows XP Service Pack 1. How? 
I don't fucking know. Well, that takes effort at this point in the modern age. Yeah. So they're like, well, you know, I, ha- I, have, a, I have a work laptop, so didn't really need to use much of the, the home desktop. But the work laptop doesn't have so-and-so, so I, they told me I could just connect to my PC at work. And I was just like, bro, no, you can't. <laughs> this ain't happening, chief. Like, it's just, mind you the fact that the protocols and, and security, like encryption, authentication stuff have changed. Jumping from XP all the way to like even Windows Seven, um. So, yeah. Also, the number of people who buy Macs and don't know how to buy stuff from their App Store is also a little disturbing. So, we have a lot of people who buy Macs, and I get the whole idea of like, hey, it just works. But yeah. it really doesn't anymore. That's it. Just works is over. Yeah, no, that era of it just works is not a thing. Like, if you're getting a camera and plug it into the USB, yes, it works. But if you're going to do something like this, it's not just going to work. Well, it just works so long as you bought the right camera. Yeah, or, you know, take the right steps. So, um, yeah, but (laughs) let's see. Um, also, the number of egos from some people calling in and being upset that they can't remote in because all of our licenses are used up, are phenomenal. I had a guy flat out tell me he's the most important person in the company, and that I need to kick people off the remote access so he can get in to check his email. So, and, and he's like, I'm at the top of the pay scale. I'm important. Like, okay, we'll get right on that for you. So, it's, but for the most part, that being said, People, a lot of departments and a lot of people have been really compassionate and like, thank you guys so much. You've been busting your ass. Like, and, and it's nice to feel appreciated. Somebody actually brought us um, <clears throat> some donuts one morning. Like, people have been really, really cool for the most part. But we have certain outlanders that really make the day different sometimes. But it's IT, you know, it's fine. Like, as long as you're not malicious about it then we're always happy to help. But we had a few malicious characters this past that made things very, very difficult. <clears throat> um, that being said, um, my favorite one, and this has to be my favorite thing. Um, <laughs> so uh, you're familiar with how like internal networks and stuff like that works, right? You guys, I, I don't have to go into too much detail about that. I think you can gloss over it if you want. Okay, so... If you have an application, for example, if you have your, like, let's say a Roku set up at your house. Um, if you're outside, like, if, if you're at home, you can't send a command to the Roku because the Roku runs off a local network. So oh. for the most part, you can't change, you can't turn off the TV uh, from work if you're, you know, you can't turn off the TV from work at home kind of thing, that whole process. So just like that, certain things are only accessible when you're inside the network that you're in. So some people were like, well, I got to work from home and unplug their computer towers and took them home with them thinking it was just going to work. Problem is we host a lot of internal stuff. So when they turned on their computer, nothing worked. Uh, anyway, I'm not complaining. It's just sometimes like people not checking in or asking certain things. And it's like, oh, it's just going to work. And they just take shit from the office. It's a little bit annoying to say the least. but. Yeah, we've managed to get every weapon working, which is why we're finally going to start working from home. So, anyway, um, 
far as gaming goes, I think, like, and Charlie, actually, I didn't put this down for a reason because I think you're shocked. I think I'm starting to reach a point where I'm not too happy about WoW in its current state. I just feel like not playing for a while. Gasp. Yeah. This, Gasp. With the whole corruption system and, like, the gearing setup right now, I, it just, it's not as fun. And I'm I'm seriously contemplating taking a break from WoW till the next gasp. Yeah, like that's huge. Yeah, you know I didn't realize it till last night. Like we were in raid and we're working on this one boss, and this is like it's not even a fun boss. We're so we're currently working on um, Drestograth or whatever anonymous hentai tentacle boss in this raid. Sermon tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just not fun. Like, it's, there's too much dumb shit going on that, like, it's just, like, okay. So, one of the biggest complaints people have had is, like, there's too much personal responsibility in raids now mm-hmm. that if one person out of 20 does one thing wrong, it fucks everyone in the raid. Yeah. Like, so there's a boss called uh, Zeneth or some shit like that. And you have to literally. It, we call it playing soccer, but you pass this dark orb twice around the map to make it go into another portal. And the problem is, if you fuck up that angle even a little and it touches the wall, it literally wipes the entire raid. Like, there's no recovering. One of the things that was nice about Classic or raiding back in the day was if someone fucked up, the team could just, like, kick it off and still try to recover a little bit. Like, there was still means of recovery. There's no recovery in that. Like, there's no option. Yeah. You either play it perfectly or you fail. And it's like, like if you have one person disconnect, you're done. If you have one person <clears throat> do something off slightly, it's done. Like, the worst thing back in the day you had to worry about was making sure your rotation was solid and you knew some of the mechanics. So, like, you knew not to stand in fire. But now it's like, oh, don't stand in fire. And if you stand in fire, the entire raid blows up. That's not compelling or fun gameplay. No. Or a game like that. Like, it's not. Like, can you imagine in Destiny 2, and I'll give you, just to use that as an example, you have a boss that has one spot that's like, you know, the target you can shoot that it'll do damage, right? It's the Mm -hmm. vulnerable spot. If you shoot that spot, cool. If you shoot three bullets anywhere off of that, the boss gets really angry and just blows up the map and you die. That's That's the equivalent. It's, it's, it's shitty design at this point. Like, I get making challenging raid content, and there's obviously a ceiling at some point where you can make weird or fun mechanics. That being said, the Zanesh fight is really cool mechanics-wise, because there's a bunch of little things you can do that are really fun. Like, the idea of kicking the ball around is really cool. The concept of the punishment being that if you scrape the wall even once, it's a complete fucking wipe and the game's over is not good fucking design. It is shitty fucking design. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, and I've just noticed this, especially in MMOs, like the design of so many bosses is, is just, they just follow two rules. One, shit tons of hit points. Two, like way, way unbalanced punishments for making mistakes. Yeah. Like, I mean, so they just basically just do like, like horrendous consequences and shit tons of hit points. So you're there for like three hours. But if at any point anybody makes a single mistake, you just have to start over. And that's 
really, that's poor design. That means that they're out of ideas. Yeah, and the thing is, this is like a 12-boss raid. So there are a few bosses that are relatively, like, <clears throat> kind of, they fall over. They're not hard. But, like, there's just some stuff mechanically that just, like, okay. So I'll give you a good example. Looking for raid is a the raid version of WoW where it's the most very stripped down easy mechanics where it's super hard. Like you have to really go out of your way to pretty much fuck it up. If as long as you like do your damage, do your rotation, and have some basic knowledge. Like in order to do the second boss in the raid, you have to be in voice chat or at least type out communication in the raid because it's dependent on people telling you things. Because, so just to explain it really quick, there's a boss that creates these fake illusions, and one of the four is the correct one. If you kill one of the incorrect ones, it wipes the raid. And so you have to tell people, okay, and here's the thing, though. There are four on the map. Half the raid can only see two of them, or three of them. The other half can see another three, but one of them isn't exactly the same. So you have to identify, oh, this is the one that everyone can see. Now we attack this one because that's the correct one. Both parties have to be able to see the one we're attacking. So if you're, like, let's say there's one with marked X and one marked skull. Um, Everyone can see X except for two people. That means that one is wrong, and we have to find the correct one in the map. And sometimes it's way across the fucking area. And again, if you don't kill it, or if you kill the wrong one, it blows up the raid. On top of that, like... As you're trying to figure out who's who, the boss is stacking a debuff on you that's making you take more and more damage the longer you take to figure out which one is set incorrect or which one is set correct one. It's just, it's shitty. It's like, I get the level of making things difficult. I, I respect that. It just, it gets to the point where it's just difficult for the sake of being difficult. Like, just to give you some content. And, and I won't are, go too much further. You like, are touching on actually a crux of some of the Destiny raid complaints, especially about the most recent one. Because, yeah, it's very easy to fuck yourself where it's like, nope, there's no recovery now. Yeah. like, like it, You're better off just wiping. Yeah. And it's, and it's horrible design because most fights are designed to be six, seven minutes long. Some, even the harder ones are like 10, 15 minutes long. So having a fatal error happen, like at the fifth, 14th minute, if you will, because one person did one thing wrong, now the entire raid is fucked, is just horrible design. Like, there should be a method or some sort of way to recover in a fight. Like, that's what part of makes good players good, is you can recover in a situation where something goes wrong. But here, there's no chance to recover. It's just, you fucked up, GG, you're done. Which is, I think, just bad. It's bad design. Like, yeah. Not to mention the corruption system, which people thought would be kind of cool, has been just a fucking crux trying to simulate and figure out which one is good. Like, you can have a lower item. Like, so in Destiny, the higher light level you have, the better your gear is. is Not necessarily anymore. They kind of fucked with that system a little bit. A bunch bunch of things now have caps on them where it doesn't matter if you're above a certain level. It's. Yep. It's a complaint. Okay, but that being said, your goal is to go higher in light level yes. to reach that peak, correct? Yes. yes. Yeah. So, how would you feel in a Destiny Mechanics design if the rifle you got at the beginning of the game 
or a blue rifle that was like one of the first things you get when you hit max level was the best item for your character in the game. Uh, Anthem had that problem for a long time, actually, yes. It, I, Destiny kind of had a similar situation with that, where there was a game mode where there was a couple of starting weapons that, because of the collection system, they were viewed as garbage weapons because they had to be, like, functional at low level. They had mm -hmm. ridiculous stats on them. Yeah. 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 Which is the case with Corruption, where... So, the, the eye, like, eye level is the big kind of, like, measure of, of, of stats and, and how good your character is geared. Oh, no, this whole corruption system, like, in the saga you've been talking us through over the last couple of weeks, has just sounded like straight garbage. Like, every part of it. Yeah. Like, it, it, it kind of ties back into my ongoing comment with Destiny of why isn't armor just cosmetic at this point, guys? Yeah. No, it's just... And it's, it's, it's again, shitty fucking design because... Like, I can get a pair of gloves from a world quest, and if they happen to roll the correct corruption, will be better than anything I yeah, can get in a mythic raid. You're never raid. taking them off because, yeah. Yeah, never taking them off because the roll on them is so fucking good. And you have case with certain items like that. Like, for example, there's one called Infinite Start. And I have, like, somebody in my raid has a pair of gloves that are, like, 410 or 420 item level, when the mythic gear is 475, 480, and that one piece will probably never be replaced because it is so good based off the corruption. And it just defeats the entire purpose of you go into the hardest content, you get the best gear. I can do world quests, and if the roll of the dice happens to be the correct one, then hey, we're good to go. And even then, first of all, you have to roll a chance that you're going to get corruption. Then you have a 1 in 24 chance from that roll to get the best one for your character. And it's just, it's just horrible design. So, anyway, like, like this, even this, I think this tier even having the best, like, even, what is it? Even in this tier, like, the, the DPS logs and rankings don't even fucking matter. Because it just shows you who has the best goal to buy the best BOEs for the best fucking corruption. Well, it is. It's not... It's just... It's just shitty. So, anyway. That's my rant. I haven't had a good WoW rant in a while. No, okay. it's well-earned at this point. It's a little normalcy in these bizarre times we now live in. Yeah. I don't know if it's the quarantine, but I think, honestly, like, it's just... Dude, I haven't played Destiny in almost a week at this point, because I don't like this season that much, and I'm kind of... Eh, and I'm kind of... I I think Henry might be in the same situation where I'm like, okay, what does this season look like a month in? Like, I think that's the better version of this season, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, I reinstalled fucking Division 2 just to fuck around with that for a That's while. a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so, but who knows? I may, I may download and reinstall Final Fantasy XIV. If you want to get real into Dauntless, I will play with you and Mandy. <laughs> Uh, I, I do have it installed. Who knows? I could get real into that. I, it's, I've been playing way too much Animal Crossing lately. <laughs> I, is it time for someone else to talk, I guess? Because I can do my week real quick. It's a pretty yeah, quick I, I, I started rambling. Yeah, I, no, no, that, that's yeah, fine. I, <laughs> I, I will take a long-winded WoW rant in these times we now live in. Um, yeah. 
I, I suspect I got cut from the preamble at this point, but I'm really entertaining myself by just following social influencers that have had their lives just turned up on themselves courtesy of the COVID-19 pandemic. It's a sick, truly schadenfreude and pre- pleasure I can take at this point that keeps me sane, and it's definitely mean-spirited, and I don't give a fuck at this point. But, yeah, yeah, every lifestyle blogger out there or travel blogger or whatever that's like, oh, I have no income now because, oh, shit, I was hanging on by my fingernails and can't fake it well enough at home that keeps, like, repositioning the camera so it looks like their kitchen is huge, but it's not. You're my favorite right now, but for all the wrong reasons. I'm a bad person. I'm aware of this fact. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've watched all of Tiger King because I had to know... Uh, Watching that and Beastar at the same time is something I highly recommend, because it's a terrible idea. (laughs) Uh, Beastar is the new Netflix original anime. It is about a world where the entire world is full of anthropomorphic animals, and you have predators and herbivores, and I'm guessing omnivores are somewhere in there, but we haven't really gotten to that yet, and it... I'm not sure what the show is about yet, but I think the show is about, like, essentially, if you replace the word horniness with predatory instincts, that's what the show's about, I think. Because the show is real fucking horny, and this wolf really either wants to eat or plow this rabbit. I'm not sure which. Maybe both. I'm not really sure. And this rabbit is real horny and really maybe into this wolf eating and or plowing her. I'm not sure which again. The show is bizarre and wonderful. I'm just kind of like, what the fuck am I watching? It is my new shame show to watch at like 11 p.m. after Jen goes to bed. I'm like, it's not porn, but it might as well be. Man, this emo wolf is talking about how he either wants to nail or eat this person. I still don't know which. I can't tell if this scene is exceedingly homoerotic or exceedingly violent. I don't know. It's a bizarre show. Watch it. It's weird. It'll make you understand furries in a way I wasn't prepared to. (laughs) Like, okay, I get furries now, I think. Not my thing still, but I'm still watching this weird-ass show. I will let you know when I figure out what the fuck that show's actually about. Like, part of my enjoyment of the show is it's just, like, a fucking weird high school story where, like, Monday, like, the the weird thing that keeps happening is, you know, we have a bunch of predatory anamorphic creatures that occasionally just snap and, like, eat another student. And that's socially not okay, but it happens, apparently. But also, you get great moments where it's, like, some dude walking along and almost tramples, like, his mouse classmates because they're not like big mice they're normal mouse sizes and then you have like bullshit like oh we're an endangered species couple and you're like what the fuck it's show it's weird i like it it pairs well with tiger king and or animal crossing which i have been playing way (laughs) way too much of um Animal Crossing, after a week, gets better, I think. I think that first week of Animal Crossing is a bit of a head-scratcher where it's a little too heavy on the survival mechanics. After about a week, like, Isabel, in theory, shows up, and you can start uh, terraforming the island, and it becomes more the Animal Crossing you know and love. Uh, It's That game makes some choices I don't agree with, and it's really weird that part of me is like, I still think the GameCube version of this game may have always been the best version of this game, but what the fuck do I know? 
I caught a bunch of rare fish. I caught some rare bugs. I'm having fun with it. I got my museum up and running. Blathers is Blathers. Tom Nook is a motherfucker. I, I'm on my third house expansion. <laughs> I'm building a second bridge as we speak kind of thing. I, I visit a couple of my friends' towns, which has been fun. I, there is nothing weirder than, like, walking in... Like, cause you just jump into your friend's town to say hi or see what they got going on in their town, and they are having a virtual date through the game, and you're like, whoops, didn't mean to wander into this, I'm leaving now. <laughs> it's happened to me twice. <laughs> yeah, I, it's weird. I, I, I really haven't played a ton of Dune Eternal since last week, in all honesty. Like, it's, there's something kind of casual and soothing about Animal Crossing. Like, it really feeds my going outside and talking to people fetish right now, apparently. Like, it's... The mundaneness of it, I think I'm enjoying. Like maybe Doom Eternal is a little too much. Like rah rah, the world is ending for my me- current mental state right now. But, oh, I, I I hear that yeah. definitely. I logged into Destiny for a couple hours. I think it was like Thursday or something, and I'm just like, eh, I'm not into this right now. Maybe next season. I I have nothing nice to say about Season of the Worthy yet. I did the Iron Banner quest, so I have Point of the Stag now. That was not worth it, and Iron Banner is the worst it's been in a long time. I think. Yeah, I have had zero interest in doing Iron Banner. Yeah, I, it's like in, same same with me in the oh, trials. I yeah. don't touch trials. Trials is toxic. It's just like it's radioactively toxic. I think like <laughs> it's I got through the quest in like one sitting, so it's pretty easy to get through in my opinion. But also, like I've never I, it wasn't so much like, Iron Banner has always been a problem. I was trying to explain this one to my clan where it's like Iron Banner is Iron Banner. It's always going to be kind of a. Yeah, Iron Banner's happening, I guess. Like, the game feels fragile in a way it hasn't in a long time, which I found very off-putting as a player. But I have Point of the Stag now, so I don't have to do Iron Banner ever again if I don't want to. So, bully on that. But, yeah, I, it's, I, I, I walked my dog up and down my driveway a bunch on, like, Wednesday of this week, and that was cool, I guess. I... I'm not going stir-crazy yet, but I'm definitely, like, not climbing the walls, but I'm very glad I have a backyard I can go into and just scream if I want. <laughs> I feel very bad for y'all that live in apartments. Like, I can't imagine doing the social distancing thing in an apartment building where, like, you literally have people living next door to you you could, in theory, hang out with, but for safety reasons, you should not. Yep. Yeah. My dog is keeping me sane. Uh. Yeah, I, I also have work from home right now. That that's a whole other separate talk that I'm not going to go into because it's working in theme parks during a pandemic is a weird mental state to be in. What are you up to, Henry? Well, um, not a whole lot new, really, to be honest. I'm kind of just continuing doing some of the things I've been doing, like reading and watching things that don't like. I don't know that are more positive. I'd say. Like I'm watching, still watching Inspector. I'm still enjoying that a lot. Just kind of interesting, uh, and uh, watching the show about the jeweler, the case files of uh, jeweler Richard, and uh, which is also just really nice. Just sort of you know human stories. Like it's it's good, and it's interesting and it's fun and it's just more of sort of like. It's really just a study of human nature and uh, more than anything. And with a sort of thing of also learning a lot about jewels and just gems and jewels in general that I didn't know before. (laughs) 
Um, I have been playing Destiny 2. Well, uh, they've opened up a bunker on the moon. Yeah, I did that bunker once. It seems like a bunker. Yeah, it's also boring. Yeah, it's also a, it's a bunker that's about the same, so I'm probably not even going to bother leveling it up. I've been leveling up the one on Earth, um, but I may or may not continue doing that with the one on the moon, because, I don't know, doing the exact same thing for another bunker just doesn't seem that much I'm fun. a little annoyed the bunker stuff doesn't carry over from bunker to bunker. And I'll also say this. So I've been playing, you know, on on public servers, on these, you know, on the servers on Steam, and I have not yet once been a part of a crew that has managed to pull off the uh, the re- the public event, the new public event thing. Really? Not not a single time. Okay, because not even it's once. relatively okay on, on console at least getting through that. Yeah, I have not been a part of, like, I've I've had, you know, I've seen seven or eight people being on it at the same time, and it's just... The Earth one is the stupid. hardest, I've learned. I, the Earth one's harder it than the Moon stupid. one. It is stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I've, all, I've tried it on the only, tried it on the Earth one. I have not tried Try it on the Moon. Try the Moon one. The Earth one is bizarrely harder than the Moon one. I have not, I, I think, I like, once I did the Nessus one, I did okay on it. Yeah, the Earth one is really spread out. Yes. Yeah, it's it's just stupid, and I, yeah, like I said, I have not seen a, any. I've never witnessed it ever getting to completion ever, and that's ridiculous. I can confirm it can be done. It does not feel super rewarding when you get it done. I will also confirm that you don't even get that much out of no, it. No, you don't. It's mostly it you is, can do that fucking bounty. Yeah, it is stupid hard, and. And then you don't even get much out of it. You don't even get much out of that bounty either. No. And that's the thing. It's like they've introduced these new, very difficult things, but the rewards are worse than underwhelming. Well, you know the bullshit way to defeat the um, uh, hard lost sectors, right? Yeah. No, you just unlock the heavy the, the heavy frames. We'll do like 90% of them for you now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've already, I haven't gotten the heavy frames yet, but I've just, having the frames unlocked in general makes them way easier. Like, and the Valkyries, the Valkyrie already, like having the access to the Valkyrie already made it way easier. Like I've managed to finish one on my own just using the Valkyries. But yeah, um, yeah, it's, yeah, the new season, the stuff they introduced this season, I mean... It's like last season had like the new stuff, well, the stuff that was sundial was it. fun. Yeah, the sundial stuff was actually pretty fun. It was, it was very, it was varied. Yeah, it changed up a lot, and so it was quite different from week to week. It was like a self-contained activity too. Like if you, yes, you could. Yeah, I mean, it's it was, you know, not not excruciatingly difficult. The the rewards were pretty average i mean you know and but even like the missions for the different sundials around you know the the different sundials around on the different planets were still and the rewards out of them were pretty good like i don't see a single weapon coming out of the bunker stuff as anything that i care for nah my gen like the general consensus around my clan has also been like eh yeah so i mean they they need to actually, like, I don't know what they do, you know, introduce, you know, 
gear that people want. Uh, you know, good gear instead of just meh gear for excruciatingly hard things. Yeah. Like, I don't mind the fact that there are new, harder things to do. The The end game kind of needed more variety thrown into it. But the fact that it's just the rewards are so meh, the rewards are so just underwhelming. Oh no, and meh's the absolutely right phrase for it, too. They're just like, yep! Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, there's, it's just not that great. None of the gear that you get out of it is very good. Oh and yeah, then, I, I have Point of the Stag, the only ritual weapon this season, and it's still not as good as other bows I have. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just like, I, I recently got Leviathan's Breath. That dumb bow. Yeah. I don't, is it, I don't know how good it is. It's really good in Gambit. It's a one-hit kill when invading. Mmm, okay. Alright, that makes sense. Uh, Leviathan's Breath is a polarizing thing, because in certain modes it kicks ass, but in a lot of modes it is fucking useless. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, I recently picked that up off of finishing uh, one of the other exotic quests that I got. Yep. Um, I, I, uh, well, this week from Xur, from the, you know, you can buy the exotic engram, I got the colony, and that's, yeah, it's... it's you can start of, trying to ground Mountaintop now. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I, it's one of the more interesting weapons, just because, like, it has the kind of your your bombs are robots now, yeah. I guess. Yeah, they're not great though. They don't ohm super. They don't home in all that great. No, they don't. Yeah, I noticed that. I, I was yeah, I gave it a, gave it a few tries, and uh, right now I've been I don't know for some reason I've decided I don't even like sniper rifles, and but I've been trying to finish the catalyst for uh, Darcy. That's a good call. Uh, because I, I've heard that the catalyst for it is actually... Darcy in general is a hell of a gun for raids. I, even with the sniper rifle nerf that just happened, it's still really good. What was the nerf? Uh, they decreased their uh, overall damage pretty significantly. Mm. Darcy still does a lot of damage, though. Yeah, it, it's more targeting, um, what's it called? Uh, Izanagi, that was kind of a raid mandatory thing. Yeah, I've not picked it up yet because you have to go through a Oh, it's some bullshit to get it, yeah. To pick it up. Um, I'm on the last part of that. I just Yeah, it's the strike thing. Yeah, it's a strike is it a strike as a mission or some It's a strike as a mission. It's got no matchmaking for it. Yeah, so, it's So yeah, it has no matchmaking, so I have not done it yet and I may not do it for quite a while yet. Or the kind of related thing where you have to shoot the weird symbols, but you have to have Izanagi's burden to finish that. Oh, I haven't even fucking too. done that yet. That thing is fucking brutal. But, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, so, but I have, I mean, honestly, I'm pretty happy with the exotics I have. I have the, uh, have the helm, helmet right now that when you dodge, it gives you life. And that's, that's pretty good for a hunter. Like, I have definitely used it many times to get the, Get a kill in, or or at least to avoid death in yeah. PvP. So I've noticed a few people are using it in PvP. It's not well, super got, common. You got though. a pretty good buff recently too. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's it's you get quite a big a bit of life from it. So yeah. it's like I've definitely used it to outlast a few titans. Well, it used to just on be on finishers, basis. so it wasn't so good in PvP. 
Yep. Um, I already have a thing. I already have a thing on my uh, equip that gives me life of, or a quite a ton of life if I do a finisher period. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I, I, but overall, I'm still playing it. I'm still playing Destiny Two, though. I'm already getting to the yeah end of the kind of seasonal quest stuff, and I'm like, well, what do I do now? Because, uh, yeah, there again, I'm not finding this season's stuff to be very compelling at all. Yeah. So, yeah. and But we're going to be in this season for a couple months. Two or three more months, yeah. I, so, I, I would vote let's see what the end of the season looks like. I, I'm just stalling out till they unlock all the bunkers and what the next phase of this is. Because unlocking the bunkers does not take all that much time at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, uh, Yeah, if you care to do it actually put time into it, which I only care so much, like I said, but yep. yeah. But yeah, I didn't I didn't really play a whole lot of other games. Though there are a lot of free games, uh new batch of free games out on the Epic Store. So people should I mean if listeners, if you haven't been checking out the Epic Store just for the free games, you should. Because now I have a rather large library of free, ge- completely free games. And they're good games. Yeah, like they are just putting out. Yeah, they're putting out like actually like good. Like I'll solid... shit all over the original Watch Dogs, but the fact it was free on the Epic Store last week is a pretty big deal. Yeah, I mean they've put out a lot of you know major games out for free, and uh, right now. Uh, Let's see, World World War Z and some other indie games I'm not as familiar with. Oh, speaking of the Epic Store, I'd like to finally announce that the uh, crossplay between Epic Store and Steam for Borderlands is up and running. Not fucking crossplay, but hmm. All right, but no, yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty much that's the correct reaction that... to have to that statement. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's kind of what I did during my week. There again, like I. I don't, like, I don't have any sort of anything that requires me to get out of the house, so I haven't been at all. Yeah. So, yep. So, yeah, I've just been, uh, yeah, not doing a whole lot, to be honest. Um, I have, I am starting to try to, like, reading some books I've been meaning to get to. Uh, mainly they've just been Humble Bundle stuff that that are on programming and, uh, like, artificial intelligence. And I finally decided to start something I bought on Humble Bundle a good while ago, which was a language learning languages bundle that you could get. And while I'm probably not going to use most of them, I am been I have been using it. Which language? Korean. Huh. Get good at Korean oh. because my Korean I am not very good at speaking Korean at all. Like I can read it kind of all right, but it's like in all ways I just want to become actually properly fluent in Korean. That would be good. Well, so. you're half Korean, right? Yes. Yeah. So it'd be cool. It'd yeah. Be, I, I, I mean, all, 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 most, all, all my relatives, practically all my relatives in Korea speak English. Yeah. I, I was it, having it'd one be nice. I was having one of he's Japanese nice. or Korean. I can't remember which one. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice to be able to speak to them fluently in Korean. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. But yeah. They all already speak English. So. Making the most of your downtime by social distancing. Yeah, I also started reading for pleasure again. Like, I don't mean read when I travel, but I'm like, yeah, I got books I can get through. Let's fucking read them. Mm-hmm. 
We done with weeks? Yeah, I think so. Dear God, we've been up through a lot despite being locked inside. Right? Well, this is our means won- of communication, so we're just talking a lot more than usual. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I hope not. <laughs> yes. Ah, but uh, that, that means we have news to get through, and there is some news this week. News? News? Ah, uh, let's just get the COVID-19 news out of the way first, because, fuck sure. it, why not? Uh, Sony got out there and said that a COVID-19 will not be impacting the PS5 yet. I, I think with the kind of uncertain timeline of all this stuff, that it won't surprise me if that becomes a thing as this drags on. I, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, uh, kind of in the same vein of that thing, uh, Sony and Microsoft got out there and stated on how COVID-19 is going to affect their games. It was vague and not at all useful, like, use the exact quote, although no issues have emerged so far, Sony is carefully monitoring the risk of delays in production schedules for game software titles that are both at first-party studios and partner studios primary to Europe and the U.S., like, that's the vagary you can expect from their statements. It's it's full of we don't really know, but we feel we had to say something officially, which I guess is okay. I don't know. Do either of you appreciate being told, like, yes, we're monitoring it, but we have nothing to report yet? Sure. Yeah, that's kind of my reaction takeaway from it, too. Yeah. Uh, Sony also announced that I think they're already doing it in Europe, or they're about to start doing it. They have been throttling download speeds to help kind of maintain internet infrastructure. So if PSN suddenly feels real slow and you're downloading a game, that's why. It's coming to the U.S. this week. I believe it's already active in the US, in the kind of U.K. areas or Europe in general at this point. But yeah, look forward to that, people. It'll be fun. And last but, I guess last but not least, on the general news, Nintendo donated 9,500 face masks to local responders at make prompting me with the question of why the fuck did Nintendo have a stockpile of 9,500 face masks or did they just buy the local responders 9,500 face masks? I think, uh, as far as I remember, it was they had them somewhere in stock. Yeah, why did they have them is my question then. Who knows? Um, well, I will say this. Face masks are used more often in Asian countries yeah. than here, period. Like, you are way more likely to see somebody, like, not even during, just during any sort of a season, walking around with a face mask. Which which usually means that they themselves are sick and they don't want to get other people sick, yeah. but they still need to go out and buy groceries. No, and the official mm. response given by Nintendo is they were purchased as part of emergency preparedness planning, but to have 9,500 of them just, like, lying around means there was a straight-up closet of this shit somewhere in Nintendo. Oh, bigger than a closet, yeah. obviously. That's a lot. That's a yep. whole lot. Uh, let's move on to our GameStop news. Uh, GameStop will now start offering curbside pickup because, and we sadly don't have an article we can link back to for this, but I, I think both me and Henry encountered this where, because they're behind paywalls because they were on real news sites and not just our typical gaming stuff we pull from, talking like New York Times and shit where the C- the upper levels of GameStop are real mad their employees can't go back to work, so they're trying to find ways to get around that, and kind of in that same breath, over 320 GameStops are closing in 2020, which I think just means 
over 320 game stops aren't going to reopen once COVID-19 is over. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, let's be honest here. That was a good chance of that happening regardless of uh, COVID-19 thing. They were yeah. already on a downward spiral. Uh, yeah, I don't, yes. I don't think this it changes anything. I think it maybe speeds up the timeline. But also, like, I have the very weird moment today where I want to buy a Ring Fit Adventure because I want to start exercising in the house to give myself some type of activity, and I own a Switch. They're sold on Amazon. I'm like, maybe I should go to GameStop. Pause. No, I'm not going to give money to GameStop at this point, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm i on the boat. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad Ridgey got pulled in. I think he willingly stepped into that one. I... I well, I mean, he did, but it's GameStop. I, I, I would have hoped he would have known. I, I think we're very used to thinking of Reggie as this, like, fun Nintendo guy when we all forget that Nin- Reggie was at one point, like, an executive at Pizza Hut. Nothing wrong mm. with that, but, like, no one's calling the executives at Pizza Hut fun guys. We're calling them weird corporate overlords of a mediocre pizza chain that fights out with Domino's and, like, it's his ass kicked by Costco's takeout pizza every year. <laughs> Costco's takeout pizza is fire. I'm, I'm not saying Costco takeout pizza is bad, but like they they sell so much Costco pizza that they are recognized as an official like pizza chain that competes yeah. with fucking Papa John's and and Pizza Hut and like Domino's and shit like that. Like that's the weird messed up aspect of it, where like this side hustle a major distributor of goods has is in the same league as, like, no, we make pizza, wings, and weirdly terrible for you pasta. I love their pasta, but it's weirdly terrible for you. Yeah, no, I think it's... The Reggie going to GameStop kind of feels like executive's gone to executive in my mind. Not so much. I'm gonna save a gaming thing. It's, nah, there's money to be made here. Yeah. And maybe some of my Nintendo goodwill will follow me, and or I got bored of retiring, and I want to see if I can save this train wreck. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's either here nor there. Uh, Stadia Makers Program, it offers kits and funding to devs because, turns out, no one wants to develop for Stadia, turns out. Well, well, I, well, I don't know. I think it, it kind of says the opposite, where it seems like that, uh, actually, there was more interest in it than they thought there would be. See, I read that statement as we were really backing on major developers being like, oh shit, we should sell stuff on Stadia. And when they didn't, we were like, okay, maybe there's a world of indies that want to develop for this or something. I want the far yeah. more cynical perspective on that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's a combination of both because I think the article did say something about like, is the costs for getting into Stadia development at the time, uh, right now, are kind of prohibitive. Like, they're, they're, they're high. Even on the major dev level, even. Yes. Because it's a completely arbitrary platform. I don't even know what it's based on, if it's like a Linux-based system or a Windows-based system. Like, that's, that's not even really clear right I now. I think it's Linux, deeply. but I don't remember. I would say it is, just because of how much work they've done with Android, which is Linux. And that would make sense, and that would make sense why it'd be kind of its own ecosystem of a sort. That's not doesn't connect with Windows. I mean, it's obviously not Windows based. I'm saying that straight up. Yeah. It is obviously not Windows based. Whereas it seems like the GeForce Go is 
Windows base. Like it seems like it's just well, it's, you just it's just a virtual machine running your Steam desktop. So it's like yeah, kind of has to be right. Yeah, well, it's not even a virtual machine. I think it's really just like not even virtual machine. Like you're just doing remote desktop. Yeah, sure. Into... Yeah, that's what I meant by virtual machine. Like it's a it's a desktop on a server rack with no like monitor attached to it. Yeah, but yeah. Um... But yeah, the, it, whereas Stadia, yeah, Stadia is apparently, I guess, I'm going to say it's Linux. I, mean, I think that's probably the the assumption. I haven't looked deeply into it to know, Yeah, the, but it the, seems like that's what it is. The fact and that Destiny PC crossplay was not immediately easy to do suggests something different. And the fact that it's not just running the PC version, yeah. Yeah, it's obvious, it's, well, it's not, it's still not crossplay. Yeah. It's, it's just cross-save. But not crossplay. Yeah, like that. But that's at that point, like it's okay. It's got the same functionality as a console. Yeah, and it's running a console version. Yeah, which that just means one more console. And I have to, I have to say, as a programmer, programming for multiple consoles is a pain. Like even if you're using something like Unreal Engine or Unity, which, in theory, you can, if you create a game on them, you can port them out through the through the Unity or through the environment itself, you can port it out to multiple systems like PS4 or you know X X Xbone or whatever. But yeah, that just means one more hurdle you have to deal with, and I can see why that there has been uh, reluctance to dive into Stadia development. Is I think I think you hit upon a good point. It is a console. It's a console. It's its own console. It works it's in very many ways because of its the way you have to de- basically develop for it specifically. It's its own console, and so it's going to have the same ecosystem as a console. And I do wonder how that's going to work out. I still say they should have tied it in with marketing for Chromebooks, but yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I, yeah, we've been over that way too many times to rehash yeah. it. But yeah, I'm just saying that would have made it more clear yeah. where it was, where it's, this is a console. Yeah. So, but, yeah. Or at least kind of, yeah, some like, you don't need to buy this dumb $200 peripheral that Charlie looks at and goes, why do I own you? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, 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 I've started to keep like other weird peripherals in the same container I keep my Stadia controller in, in my garage, not hooked up <laughs> to anything. Oh, I don't even fucking that's know. That's kind of sad. I don't even know where the Chromecast that goes with it went. It would it would be sitting alongside my uh, PS3, like a katana, Onimusha katana. Good God, that's a sentence. Yeah, <laughs> it's an accurate sentence. Or, but yeah, or PS2 actually. For those, no, it was a PS2. Yeah, PS2. Yeah, game. it didn't even wind up in my like console hardware drawer. It wound up in my oddity shelf in my garage. I'm like, let's put this where it belongs on the why do I own this shelf? Yep, <laughs> I I have a uh, drawer. I have a couple of drawers that are devoted to that. So What's I that? hear you there. What's that? Oh, it's a Stadia controller. What's that? A dark purchase. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's a limited edition color. <laughs> Uh, speaking of kind of cloud-based things, a Unity game simulation. Their services is now adding the ability to, you know, stress test 
your games if they're online prior to actually launching, so we can not have some of the bizarre bullshit we keep happening. Yeah, I, for me personally, I think that's massive. Like, actually, all right, so I've worked on MMOs, and yeah, there's, and I think this will prevent, you know, the stuff that they used to just use beta testing for, or, you know, beta releases for, where, you know, everybody gets on and basically it's a beta. They can catch some of those, you know, day zero flaws and errors that have been plaguing a lot of releases if if people properly use this. And I think that's a great use of the cloud. And yeah, it'd be so good if like some of these, ob- you know, some of these problems that obviously came out of, well, we couldn't have expected this because we didn't actually have a proper way to test this with, with actual, you know, you know, lots of people logging on at the same time. So I think that's a very great and important tool. I mean, yeah, a lot of companies kind of have their own proprietary one, but the fact that Unity's kind of going to just say, here, here's a pre-made tool which will allow you to test what it's like to have, you know, you know thousands or however many users you'd like to simulate. Because I have seen problems come up with just simulating or not simulating, but just having a hundred people log on to a MMO system. You know, not even thousands, but just hundreds at the same time. And and problems pop up just because of that. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's I think that's going to be an extremely valuable tool, and I hope that devs use it. And stop just using people as, like, free testing. I think both are fine to a certain extent, like this whole closed yeah. open beta thing we're doing for Fantasy Star Online. I've enjoyed because it gives me like, it's been a couple years since I played this game. Oh, right. I really fucking love this game. I forgot how much I love this game. Yeah. But in that case, this is also, that's also a game that's already been out for years. So yeah. it already went through its proper beta testing in a certain, I guess in certain ways, but yeah, good tool. Yep. Indeed. It's it's weird. I think we've kind of hit a plateau like for a little while where graphics and like particle physics and all that stuff is we're gonna kinda of be working on the same level we've been at for a little while. I do think the new thing for like Unreal and Unity is going to be testing tools like this. Like that's the big change you're gonna make as more and more things move to like an on live service. Mm-hmm. The ability to kind of simulate breaking your product for millions of users as opposed to like Hi, nine friends I have. I'll try and log in at the same time. Yep. Yeah. Minecraft is offering free educational content while we're distancing. That's good. I, I yeah. still enjoy like playing Minecraft every so often, so yeah. Um yeah, I think I think that's cool that, you know, Minecraft and Minecraft is already has a built in sort of user base of like kids. You know, kids still enjoy Minecraft these days. It's it's still a thing that a lot of people enjoy, and so, yeah, the fact that they're going to put out some some nice free educational content, you know, it's great because you know, and this is a thing that I won't go too far into, but being you know having been a teacher myself for many years, teaching is not easy to do, and parents know that they realize that, and they're like. We need good tools to help us teach our kids because we're not certified, trained, experienced teachers here. And anything we can lend to parents right now to help out with that would, you know, to 
would be, I, I think, is a great thing. To just, I mean, because Khan Academy and things like that aren't going to be maybe as engaging necessarily all the time as something like Minecraft. Video games <clears throat> fun. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I I found myself in a weird situation actually over like the last couple of days where it's how do you explain the difference between Animal Crossing and Minecraft to your wife? <laughs> I don't have a good answer for that question. Please write in with answers for that one. Well, now especially <laughs> that we can terraform in well, the new yeah, like, Animal like Crossing. It's, one's obviously got a better set of building tools, and the other one, I, the only answer I came up with was I'm like, you can die in Minecraft, you can't mm-hmm. die in Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Well, in the in the one mode of Minecraft, anyway. Yeah, I, yeah. Survival mode as opposed to creative mode. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, I, I fully admit that I didn't know Minecraft even had a survival mode for the first, like, year I was aware of Minecraft. I'm like, oh, it's that <laughs> building game. Oh, it's got survival mode? Why the fuck would you want that? <laughs> it's actually quite fun. I, 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 I understand just... that now, but it's like, it's not like a game like Legos or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last but not least, before our biggest news article of the week, uh, Tencent and uh, Huawei, is that how you pronounce the company's name? Yeah. Are working on a cloud gaming platform. No more information beyond that, just that, yep, we're doing a thing. Not surprising. Yep. Huh. But last but not least, because Nintendo be Nintendo, we had a surprise Nintendo Direct drop on us that. If you like games from five plus years ago, get hyped, motherfuckers. If you were really looking forward to some new Nintendo news, they're adding an ARMS character to Smash Brothers. Yeah! (laughs) Yay. And the people rejoiced. Yes. uh, So (laughs) let's run through this article with actually, now that we've made our joke, let's run through this one in a... uh, the story in a more professional manner. Oh God, I can't believe I'm saying that about us. Uh, they start the thing off with a big note saying, due to COVID-19 release dates and information presented in this may be wrong, so yeah. Uh, first off, you have the uh, Ex- uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition Future Connected. I'm not sure if those are the... S- I think Definitive Edition is, a- is one game, and then there's a DLC content called Future Connection coming out. like. I watched this thing and wasn't totally sure if these were two separate things or a dumber name for it or what. I think that's how it breaks down, though. Mm. In addition to that, uh, they unveiled that a bunch of 2K games are coming to Switch. You get the Bioshock Collection, the Borderlands Legendary Collection, and XCOM 2 Collection. The Borderlands Collection is the Handsome Jack Collection, so it's Borderlands 1, 2, and... I think, like, the pre-sequels of, like, the 1.5 game. Not the 3. Uh, I only bring this up because if you're looking for kind of how impressive it is they brought Borderlands 2 to the Switch, they also did that to the Vita. Just do it for mm. thought. Just throwing that one in there. Mm. It's not quite an apples-to-apples comparison, but, like, anytime someone gets, like, oh, shit, they're bringing Borderlands to the Switch, they also brought the Vita the same. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got some news about some more uh, Marvel's Ultimate Alliance 3. Uh, we're getting a Fantastic Four Doctor Doom themed expansion. Uh, you got Reed Rich for the beard. That's the only remarkable thing from this, as far as I can tell. <laughs> Just the burliest bearded Reed Richards ever. 
Yeah, that's... I don't know anyone playing this game. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, they announced some changes to Ring Fit Adventure. Uh, there's now going to be a female voice announcer for it. There's some DLC coming, which looks cool. Uh, yeah. There's a song. Uh, there's actually an aerobic song mode coming, which I think looks cool as shit, potentially. Which is using songs from games you like, like Super Mario Odyssey, Splatoon, and that Legend of Zelda game that came out. Uh, Animal Crossing, they've confirmed that the Totally Not Easter event, it's on its way. Yep. It'll happen between April 1st and April 15th, so I got that to look forward to. It brings along with it the nightmare beast known as Zipper. <laughs> it's cold, dead, soulless eyes. That totally from eating children. I'm starting that rumor now. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like this. I don't like this Animal Crossing animal. I, I'm trying to think... I think I think it's time for uh, Isabel to call on her best friend, uh, dude from Doom, to roll in. I keep trying to find like QR codes to download the Doom Slayer patterns that I know exist out there for Animal Crossing right now. I, I really, I refuse to believe they're not out there somewhere. Oh, I've seen some of the some incredibly creative Animal Crossing costumes that people have already made. And I, there's, without a doubt, there's already some, yeah. some good Doom guy one. I haven't looked it. that hard, but I should get back on that so I can be the Doom Slayer in my Animal Crossing game. Yes. We already have a skull for our town flag. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a new game, Diggit announced as part of this. It's called uh, Good Job. It appears to be a gay, it's a puzzle game. That appears to be about nepotism and throwing objects through cubicles, which kind of looks fun. <laughs> it's a weird-looking game. Go watch trailer for it. Like it, it, as best I can tell, it's get an object from point A to point B, and how you get it there is kind of up to you. Hmm. Got a nice kind of minimalist art style to it, very reminiscent of like um, like not job similar, but like ten seconds to kill yourself or something like that, where it's about trying to kill yourself at work to avoid a meeting. Uh, but as hinted at, and um, maybe joked about a little unfairly, we're getting a arms fighter in Smash. It's not even clear which arms uh, fighter we're getting, but uh, you know all those people that said we're totally only getting third-party characters for DLC for the second season of Smash Bros. Ultimate DLC? You were wrong! <laughs> I shouldn't take that yep. much joy in that sentence. I really shouldn't, but I do. Did you ever play ARMS? Nope. Nope. I'm really hoping whatever characters they put in this become, yeah, that weird springy character from Smash Ultimate and no one knows what the fuck ARMS is still. Y yep. It feels like we're going that way, because that game kind of sucked. Is, you know, like, yeah, including Splatoon character or even, you know, a... You know, another sword character from that game, Fire Emblem, uh, makes sense because those are popular franchises. Arms. It's free because sure. Nintendo owns it. Like that's the only logic yeah. I can track. Yeah. It's like okay. <laughs> they just needed a new character to add. I. In this trial. I have time. a sneaky suspicion that's going to be a lot of the season two DLC characters. I don't think yeah. you're getting Dante Smash Community. I just don't. No, I don't either. Give it hope, man. Give it hope. We never thought we'd see Pac-Man fighting fucking Sonic and Mario, but they did it. The Mad Lads actually fucking did it. 
Give it time. Yeah, I, I, I will give you that one. I can't be totally... Yeah. Yeah, I can't be totally cynical, because you are right about that sentence. Uh, also available by the time you're hearing this, the uh, Bravely Default 2 demo is up. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight Academy is coming to the Switch and available now, is my understanding. Uh, uh, a, a game called uh, Shinsekai Into the Deep, Into the Depth, sorry, that it looks real cool, but I'm not sure I'd want to play it necessarily. The art style's fucking badass for that game. I am the Panzer Dragon remake. Sorry, Dragoon. Dragoon. Which is Sega. Is that the big Sega news of this month? I don't know. The no. fact that Nintendo announced it says no. I would have expected Sega to announce yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, the, I'm looking for... I w- if I had a Switch right now, that's a game I would definitely get. Because the original Panzer Dragoon games are just super fun. They're just really super fun to play. Yeah. That does it for news this week. It's a weird week to talk about video games. It, it's a, it really is a weird yeah. week. Like, there's only so much we can really talk about, considering, like... I was amazed there was news at all. Like, there's not a lot of fun stuff we can talk about. Like, oh, closure. People, you know, yeah. they're getting throttled. And, like, even, even, like, Nintendo usually having really good direct little... Yeah, like, and how do you not hype a release for a Smash character? Yeah, yeah, and that's why you know I did you know I personally tried to look for some articles that were a little more on the uh, posy side. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, definitely like looking for stuff that's just not related to stuff that's not a part of COVID corner news. Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely what I was looking out for more. But yeah, I. Th- think uh yeah i'm just curious as to see you know just the how the game industry continues to deal with this because in some ways you're going to see a lot more people playing and buying and playing games but on the other hand it's like the production of those games will slow down to, to a certain extent yeah indeed but less so if we were in a still physical media era for video games. I for do not want to think about what the whole COVID-19 isolation coronavirus outbreak would be like if streaming and digital downloads weren't as much of a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, if we're still stuck in, you know, like, yeah, we had to have, you know, physical discs, whereas, you know, if we're, we're still at the PS2 era or PS1 era, yeah, I think the whole discussion on gaming stuff would be drastically different if there weren't digital ways of releasing their games. Yep. Yeah. 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 I mean, even this, even like you know, like uh, you know, the portable system, you know, the DS has you know physical stuff. Even though DS is, I guess, it's kind of dead. I guess at this point, yeah. they're not really producing many more games for it anymore. No, like, at the same time, though, too, you've got me looking at, like, the Pokemon DLC coming out in, like, a couple weeks, and I'm like, huh, maybe, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't gonna, but maybe. I do know this. All right, so I recently did go with, uh, I decided to go with the paid version of NVIDIA Go, or, or, or NVIDIA Now, I mean. Yeah. Because the lines were getting into, you're, now you're 100 back in the line rather than just two or three 
So that's definitely a thing, and their servers are being tested pretty hardcore now. Like, let's just say that they're getting, yeah, you're, you, even if you've got a paid subscription, you're getting some latency problems. Mm. Because, and I mentioned this before, they don't have the same existing infrastructure that Google has. Is Google already has tons and tons of servers working right now, and so, yeah, the move to Stadia was like, yeah, they, they already have that infrastructure there. Nvidia did not, initially. So, oh yeah, I was kind of it's surprised. It, it's really weird Nvidia watching Nvidia just kick Google's ass at this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are facing. Yeah, I mean, right now they are facing the push of. Yeah, our servers are being hit pretty hard by this now. And there are now actual lines if you're playing the free version. The uh, paid version does come with three months free. That's though, cool. To start with. Yeah, so I mean the first three months, yeah. So I've started now, but I haven't had to pay anything yet. I won't mm. for another couple of months. So that's another thing. So We look well, forward to your ongoing like... reporting on how that works out for you. So yeah. do you have unlimited playtime now? Like how long can you play for? There is a limit to it, so I so I kind of put that to the test. So instead of like logging off completely, I just kind of messed around in Destiny Two mm. and did you know random things and random quests and stuff. Even while I was like eating, <laughs> I was eating and still playing random quests, which goes to show you like there's a lot of Destiny Two where you can just kind of stand around for a bit, especially if you're waiting in line for like a uh for a raid or or a strike i mean for a strike or to dig it in just a gambit or a crucible match yeah and so but yeah i found out that there was an end to it that it, that it did actually finally come the end came luckily i finished something just in time like with it with barely a minute and a half left but yeah i was like oh there's there's actually is still a limit that's that's interesting because as far as i know stadia has no limit yeah, but I also don't think so Stadia think... would have lines if it was open to the public. Yeah. yeah. Man, yeah. if I was Stadia, I'd be working on those uh, free versions real quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was something I forgot to put into my week, talking about my week, yeah. but yeah, it's a thing. Well, anything else before we close this out? Stay home! Stay home, yeah. Stay home. That's fair. And much you know, and love and support to those who are considered to be in essential positions, like anybody working in medical or people working in grocery stores and a few other places like that. Thank you. Yeah. And love and support to you. Yeah. Stay home, stay safe, all that jazz. Uh, yeah. So we get any emails this week? We did not, but I've also, we did, but I've, sorry, I should have phrased we did. I've started to save them for episode 200. I figured we kind of, given the lowness of news, would might just turn that into an email response show. Yeah. Yeah, unless it's, I guess, especially timely for a particular Nah, episode, I think a couple of the ones will age pretty funnily. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them in general questions. So yeah, as of this week, I guess, I've officially started holding emails so we can just do a full email show at episode 200. Uh, Jeff will be back for that, so if you want to bring back Jeff dating advice, please send <laughs> oh, us yeah. those questions. 
God, I heard Kev's in a in a pretty. Cool I don't want to open that floodgate again. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but no. Yeah, send him in. Fuck it, it'll be funny. <laughs> Jeff is still terrible at dating. Probably. <laughs> we all are. I got married. That's how terrible I am at dating. <laughs> I want out! <laughs> of dating, not marriage. Just so no one uses that against me later. <laughs> I think that does it for this week. Anyone got anything else, or are we good to go? Um, I am... That's it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, cue the metal. <laughs>